Good, good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to uh, our church, really a church at home. We had to do something special today, but uh, we just thank you for understanding. Thank you for joining us. Um, and we're just going to pray and believe God for everybody today and, and that uh, not only the words we preach are going to encourage you, but also the Spirit of God just uh, really touches you where you're at and your family today. So we're excited about having church, and it's a little different, but uh, we know that we, we gather together, whether it's online or together, uh, the Lord is here. So um, we just want to open up this morning and just say thank you for joining us, but also we want to just open up in a word of prayer today before uh, I preach. So let's just pray together real quick. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. We thank you, Lord, that all things are working together for the good of those that love you, Lord. I pray for those that are not feeling well in their body, maybe uh, struggling with sickness, Lord, and disease, Lord, whatever the case may be. I pray for their health, Lord. I pray that you would heal them in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to uh, help us in our families, and our homes, Lord, with our jobs. I pray for strength. I pray for safety. And Lord, I pray for success. Success, Lord. We bless everyone today who's watching right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, we're going to continue in on our series, really a series that we started a little while ago on family matters and more specifically roles in marriage. And uh, so I'm a little bit uh, nervous as I share this because I, I don't know everything. I just say I'm an experienced learner. And so uh, as we share about family matters and our roles in marriage, uh, we, we want to open up to the Lord. There's so many good things that the Lord has and so many great points uh, that we could share and so many great, great uh, principles to bring out, but we just want to bring out a few. We've been sharing in Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, for those of you who've been taking notes, you just click and or turn to your Bibles or whatever and click on your device in Ephesians chapter 5. We've been sharing out of the, the, the last... Um, several verses of that, and uh, really it's just been really good, but I just want to continue just to uh, follow up and, and kind of end this part of it with the roles of a wife. The roles of a wife are so important and so integral in really in marriage, obviously, and that goes without saying, but uh, if you've missed all the other series or if you, you want to hear the other parts of the series, they're on YouTube or Facebook Live, or you can go to our podcast uh, on Spotify or uh, we've got so many other <clears throat> different outlets for you to listen to the message, just kind of get caught up, that'd be great. But last week we talked about the roles of a wife out of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 and, and went through some other verses and uh, really brought out how that God m made Adam with an unmet need and, and that need was a helper. God was the one that looked down and said, you know, it's not good that man be alone, but I'm going to make him a helper. And so the very first thing we saw that God... Uh, fashioned man from dust, or uh, he, he formed him from dust. The Bible says he formed men from dust, but he fashioned the woman from man's side, from bone, from, from flesh. And so that was the difference, is that man was formed and woman was fashioned. And so there's so many differences there that God created in a woman that are so wonderful. And the very first thing we see is in Genesis chapter 2 is that she is a helper. I will make him a help me. That's what God said, a help me for him. That, uh, and these words, when we 
broke it down and we tried to explain it the best we could. But, you know, we have to deal with kind of the, the ideas and the version of a role of a wife or a marriage that we've grown up with or we've allowed society to, to kind of plan in our brains in a way. And, you know, that's not, that word there, helper, is not a subordinate. It's not an assistant to the leader. But, you know, as we said last week, you're, you're not a sidekick, uh, women. You are the other superhero in the marriage. And so that's what we like to talk about. And, and uh, we talk about a helper. The Bible also talks about a helper being a, a woman as a, 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 she has strength and she has dignity. In Proverbs 31, 25, it says that a woman has strength and dignity. And that's what it means uh, when a woman is a helper. She has strength and dignity there. And uh, the second thing we brought out was that she was a defender. God has called a woman to be a defender and her role as a defender. And we talked about some things and how that uh, she is the first responder. She's kind of that first responder. And her defense system is really that God put in a woman is intuition and discernment for the family and for the marriage and for the husband. And so the key to all this, as we share the other two points today, God willing, is that we, we really have to understand and realize that it's all about loving God and submitting to Him. And so any marriage, no marriage will work without that. And so I'm going to thankful for, I want to thank the Lord that we have so many great marriages that I've grown up with and seeing uh, even in our church that have shown me what a good marriage looks like. It's, it's just birthed out of love for God and submission to Him. And as we submit to one another, God gives us that really good marriage. Let me just share with you two other things that the Lord put on my heart and actually out of Ephesians and some other places in the Bible, the role of a wife. And the third thing is that we see here is that she is a builder. A wife is a builder. Now the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, very familiar passage of scripture, that a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman tears it down with her hands. One translation says that homes are made by the wisdom of a wife on a foundation of godly precepts and her household thrives. And when we look at this word here, a wise woman, is that automatic? Is that just every woman just kind of, she's just all of a sudden, she's just wise just because she's married and she's a wife now? No. It, it really talks about a godly woman who really submits herself to the Lord and yields herself to her husband's strength and to him. But it, it's not automatic. It's not for every woman. But it's for a woman who comes from to the Lord and, and, and really seeks wisdom. Wisdom comes from the Lord. Wisdom comes from experience. Experience, a wisdom comes from a teachable spirit. When uh, you know it speaks here in Proverbs of a virtuous woman or a, a, a character of a woman that is godly, it talks about someone who's teachable, who, who learns from the Lord, learns from her husband, learns from the Word of God, and uh, that's what it means here. A wise woman, a wise woman builds her house. So we see that she's a builder. She really is. She's a builder, and so I believe that her choices. And uh, her actions can either build a home or tear it apart. That's what the Bible says. The Bible makes it clear that it's her choices and it's a woman's actions that can either build a home or tear it apart. But this also speaks of relationships, not just, not just uh, you know, the rules of a house and things like that, but a relationship with her husband, with her children. She, she really kind of either builds it up or she tears it apart. So she's a builder. And I, I 
really like this and as the Bible talks about woman's building I can see where it's going and I said yeah that's exactly what I see in a lot of godly women especially my wife I see this I see God doing this work and so uh, in Genesis chapter 2 the word that God used here for fashioned a woman or created or or formed a woman or it says here crafted that's what it means the same word as she's a builder she builds her house she crafts her house she designs it uh, according to God's standards and according to her relationship relationship with the Lord. So she builds it. That literally, it could be literally or, or figuratively, she builds it. Um, it really, a, a man can lay a foundation uh, in a home. He can lay the foundation. I think that's important. He can provide security. But really, the woman is really kind of, she, she kind of is that integral in building uh, the internal workings of a family, of a home. And that's what it talks about, a woman that builds her house. Uh, it really, as we read the Bible, it makes it clear that a man's responsibility is to provide for his family, but a woman's responsibility or role is is in the home. And, and not just, many people say, well, that's what I thought, she should be in the home working. No, that's not what it means. It means that her focus is in on, on the home, the, the family atmosphere the home itself and uh, we always you know you see that sign that says uh, you know a woman can make a house a home well that's true that's biblical that's where they get it it also means to establish or to set it up and and she prepares a habitat a place and she she really sets it up for success and blessing she either makes it or she breaks it, is what the Bible says. And uh, when it says that she builds her house, that doesn't mean she's a caretaker or she's the interior designer or she's the chef. It, it literally means that when it says that she builds her house, she's really kind of sets that a tone or she establishes the order, the flow, the dynamics of the family life and the home environment, um, the peace, the comfort, the joy, the safety that we feel, man, moms can do it. And so that's what the Bible's saying here. And, and that's her role. And someone who really builds, think about it, someone who builds knows what? They know the blueprints, they know the materials, they know the tools, they know the personnel it's going to take to do it, and they also know the expense. And all the wives said, Amen. And so, you know, she knows that. She's a builder. She understands these things. And I also believe that today, especially in our society and culture, so many homes need both uh, the husband and the wife and, and the children. We've all got to pitch in on the duties and responsibilities that you know, involve the house and, you know, but, but it's more than that. It's more than just, again, the, the, the you know, who's going to cook and who's going to sweep the floor. It, it's, it's more than that. She builds the home. And I uh, wanted to bring that out today. Um, as the Bible says, every wise woman really, as is talking here, she encourages, she builds up, as the Bible talks about that we are to edify one another. Well, that's what she does. She encourages, she builds up her family, starting with her husband. And as we read in Ephesians, that's really her role. She comes into that role of she's that encourager. She's that strength. She's that one who builds up her family, starting with her husband. And I believe that a wife can either be a tailwind to a husband or she can be a headwind to a husband. You know, it's, it's something when you're working with somebody, but it's a, another story when you're working against somebody. And that's what God wants every woman to be. Is she, she wants that, that tailwind behind her husband and her family is just really leading them and, and helping lead them into a place of success and blessing. What a, what a tremendous role. What an awesome role. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4, 
It says that a worthy wife is her husband's joy and crown, and the other kind, he said, I, I won't describe that one, but I'll just say there's another kind, corrodes his strength and tears down everything the husband does. And so that's how important it is and how powerful it is. But I believe just like a, a father in a home, uh, it's not just the title of a wife, but it's the role of a wife that makes the difference. And so wives are really to, to build the home, and they're really to build a home that doesn't just suit her. It's not something that this is the way I want my house to be. I mean, that's, even that's great, but it's not just something that suits her, but she meets the needs of everyone living in the home or everyone that comes in the home or that grows up in that house. And she's the one that really builds it. It also is really great because when you look at this word to build and what the role of a wife is, you see it all through scripture that she repairs and she heals. Part of that word to I will bring a help me, that word is to, to aid, to repair and to heal. And I believe that God gives her the skill set to do that. God graces a wife to, to give her the tools to to really to fix it up. Yep, she's the first fixer-upper. You got it. And she's the best at it because God graces her to do that. And let me just ask you a question, especially the fellas. Look, guys, who do, you, who do most kids go to when they're hurt? Do they, no, 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 they, go to the, they go to mom. They go to mom, don't they? I mean, they go to, your, to the mom. And, uh, you know, the other day or, or a couple weeks ago, my son had a, a bee sting. And so I'm like, hey, just squeeze until the bus comes out and see if you can get the stinger out and you'll live. Just move on. Uh, you know what? But my wife is like, oh, we might have to go to Med Express and put some, uh, some cream on it and, and let's just watch it for a few days. Why? Because not only does she bring aid, but she brings comfort. There's just something about it how that, you know, she didn't just say, hey, put a Band-Aid on it. I mean, some moms do and sometimes you need to say that, but... But there's just something about that comfort and there's something about that aid that, that a, a wife brings and that's part of her building, believe it or not. That's when she's building in her family that safety, that security, that uh, really that comfort in her family. And one of the things that I love about a really wise woman, as the Bible teaches us, is that she gathers her children around her. She really can learn and she, she knows how to gather her kids around her. Um, it's the love to gather her children, the wisdom to guide them, and the strength to release them. God gives a wife that kind of grace to do that. And, uh, and I'm just so thankful for that. But anyways, the Bible also talks about that um, it, it describes how a woman builds her home. Her home is built from the inside out. Her home is built from the internal, uh, you know, culture inside. She builds it from the inside out. She builds for the future of the family. And I believe that a key for a woman being successful in building is her relationship with her husband. Not independent from her husband, but her relationship with her husband. That is so key in being successful in building your home. And uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9 uh, one of the things that I want to bring out is, is Paul told Timothy, he said, In like manner also women ought to adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness, uh, and it says with sobriety, not with broided, broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but in verse 10, but which becometh a woman professing godliness with good works. That she's to clothe herself or she's to, to be this kind of person with good works. That's talking about a builder. And that her, the inner beauty of a woman is where it really is at. And so uh, as the, the Bible describes a woman of wisdom, she also understands that it's from the inside out starting with her. And starting with her, really the beauty comes from within. And, and that's how you really build a home. You know, a woman really cannot build a home 
on her charm and personality. Did you know that? I, I know that seems impossible for some to understand that, but only, only the wisdom of God. It's only the wisdom and love of God in her life that really helps build a home. I believe that a man can't build a strong relationship with his wife uh, because of his money. And so likewise, a woman, she can't build a strong home through her, her, through her outward appearance. That's just not how it happens. There's something wonderful that happens on the inside. There's a, the, all the process that she you know, goes through and to, to build a home. It's from the inside out. And um, that's what the Bible makes it clear. And so as a builder, really, a woman has a tendency to kind of do everything for her, her family because she sees the needs, she knows the needs, she even knows the wants and the desires of, of her family. And so she has a tendency to want to do everything for everybody. You know, that's great when you have little kids. They, they need so much help, don't they? But man, when you get to be about 25, 30, you just don't need that kind of love that you need when you're a kid or that kind of care uh, when you need a kid. But there's a tendency that she just continues to do that throughout your life she just wants to she wants to to do everything for her family there's something she just why because she's that builder she's that one that God put in her to build a family and build a home she builds really her family spiritually along with her husband for for generations to come she really does and uh, in Proverbs 31 he asked this question who can find a virtuous woman that's a good question isn't it uh, it, almost like, look, we're looking for who can find her. It's, it's hard to find. Um, and he even describes how hard it is to find a, a woman like that. But it says a virtuous woman. You know, many guys today are looking for a virtual woman, not a virtuous woman. But the Bible says who can find a virtuous woman, a woman with character, a woman with dignity and strength. Not a virtual woman who does what you want or she's, you know, just kind of just meets your... Uh, you know, desires and things, and then, and then you, I can live without her. No, a virtuous woman. A, a virtuous woman is a woman who accepts the, the Lord as her designer. She, she really receives God and allows Him to continue to fashion His characteristics in her. And so that's a virtuous woman. And, and really we see here as the teachings in Proverbs and this description of this virtuous woman, the, the key is, is that God uses the role of a husband, God uses the role of a wife to complete each other. They have to have each other. Why? Because there, as the Bible says, they're bone of bone and flesh of flesh. In Titus chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Likewise, that, uh, as, as Paul was telling Titus, Teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live. To be very careful in the way they live, not to be slanders or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women or, or the young married women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign or ruin the word of God or bring a reproach to the word of God. The power of the role of a wife or the woman in the home is, will last generations to come. It will last generations to come. How do I know that? Because most of you have recipes that you're using from your grandmother, from your mom. Uh, it's just something that's passed down and it affects generations. Well, it's the same way with the role of a godly wife, of a builder who builds her home with wisdom. It lasts for generations. It's imp impactful for generations and it's imparted down into generations. That's how strong and powerful it is to be a builder. And so the strength of a wife 
wife is not to keep everyone in line. That's not her strength. But her strength is to create a home where people can experience the love and the life of God in a structured and united way. That is, uh, that's just a unified way. That is how a builder should be. And the, and the other point is I want to make is not only is she a builder, but a wise woman, as the Bible says, a builder, but a godly wife, and the role of a wife is that she is a lover. Now, we talked about this with a man, and we talked about this uh, in, when we talk about the role of a husband. And, uh, you know, we, we got all kinds of uh, thinking about this, and there's so many uh, good um, principles about this subject, but I'm just going to name just a couple that she is a lover, but really her number one desire is to be close with the Lord. That's what it means to be a, a lover. That's what it means to be a woman who is a lover. She is a lover of God first, and His kingdom, and His righteousness, and just loves to be with Him, loves to worship God, loves to, to just talk to Him, and she's in love with God. And her, it, It's about her desire with a close walk with the Lord, and to be able to give herself wholly to a man who's going to take care of her. That's really just about being a lover. She just, it, it just comes out of that. And all that she is as a lover, as one that loves and receives love, comes out of her, her desire to be loved by God and accepted and given uh, wholly to a man. So, you know, this is one of the things we see is, is um, our culture today pre kind of preaches, I would say that, and declares a totally different message. But when you meet the Lord and you come back to the Lord, He like helps us rediscover all this stuff that He had in mind from the very beginning. And it's awesome and it's wonderful. And as a lover, she completely gives herself to someone. She completely gives herself to the man she marries because God made her to be, in a way, dependent on the affections and, and that support and that love of a man, and so that's why it's it can be so strong because she just has that need in her life that God has put in her. Just like man was created with an unmet need, so woman has an unmet need that only the husband can fulfill. And so I love that, and that the Lord uses His ways are just so cool because He we need each other, and so we can't do it without each other. And so this is how a woman operates, also. As we see uh, Paul talking about in Ephesians 5, a woman needs to be subject to her husband or submit and respect her husband. This is how a woman operates in submission because of her love for God, her love for the Lord. She's just a lover of righteousness, a lover of good things, a lover of God. And so this is how she operates in submission to her husband and others and, and uh, in her life. And, you know, one of the things I've realized is, and, and I'm studying this, and I just wrote this down even this morning, is that, you know, a, a woman or a wife in particular, she's not the object of a man's desire. She's the subject of his love. She's not the object of his desires. She's the subject of his love. And so God created her that way. And so that's why there's value there. And, and men ought to show value to, to their wives all the time because of, of what God created them to be and to be in our lives. And so really, again, her whole whole goal and her highest goal really is to lift up the Lord and reflect his nature and behavior. This is what it means to, as she's a lover of God and she it comes out of this. Her family is impacted by this. Her family wants to imitate this. And, and one of the things I, I like that as we've referred to Paul and Timothy and Paul and Titus, Paul told Timothy, and, and one of the things that Paul told Timothy is he said, I see faith in your life. And in fact, it's not just a faith or the, it is a faith 
of the women that played an important role in your life, early on in your life, young life. I see the women that were in your life, they have an impact. I see their faith. I see that same type of faith. He didn't mention his grandfather, his father. He said his grandmother and his mother. There's something about that faith that comes from a woman because of her love relationship from the Lord. It just it's, it's a, it impacts us. It changes us. And it's amazing how Paul saw this in Timothy and he mentioned it. So a woman's really, her desire is not just to have a man or, or have a man in her life that tells she's pretty and just says, oh, you're, you're beautiful, but to be with him, to be with a man. That's really the desire that comes out of her heart. And so I believe, too, too that if we look at how God made us and made us unique and different, God put a measure of intimacy in a woman, really, that a man doesn't have. He needs it. And so that's why uh, men search for it. And sometimes, it, most of the time, we, without God, we find it in the wrong places and the wrong way. But God put that level or that measure of intimacy in a woman that we really need. And she's that lover. And she's the one that really kind of not just builds her home, but she kind of helps the home find uh, the Lord and find, you know, builds intimacy with her husband. It's amazing. And uh, so it's really good. But a woman that uh, is not created, and I, I hate to burst some guy's bubble. I, I don't know if I am, but if I am, it's pretty sad. A woman is not to worship a man. She's just not to worship. That's not what she's created for. She's created to worship God. And she's created to stand with her husband. And that's the way it works. And so um, w- when we do this, and we do it God's way, and the right way, we'll have days of heaven upon earth, as the Bible says. In Titus chapter 2, verse 4, he calls for wives, we read it before uh, a few minutes ago, calls for wives to love their husband. And a wife really is called to accept her husband as he is, an imperfect person. She's called to, and really a really good description of it would be the kind of love that a husband needs is an unconditional acceptance. Now, I didn't say a blind allegiance or an unending tolerance to bad behavior. I mean a, a unconditional acceptance. In other words, she accepts her husband as he is an imperfect person. That's, that's the power of her love for her husband. And she just accepts him in, in the way he is and, and who he is. And that's, and that's when they begin to grow together is when they can accept one another. And that's, that's wonderful. But when a wife really doesn't feel love from her husband, she starts to disrespect him. And when she doesn't feel that love from, from him, she begins to disrespect her husband. But uh, equally, when a husband doesn't feel that respect from his wife, he begins to show, uh, show her and be unloving to her and doesn't show love to her. So we, we have to understand that we, we've got to play our roles and in, in really according to the things that God said because we've got to fulfill not just the needs in one another, but complete each other. And so this is what happens. And so what, when, when God designed it this way, that when a wife starts to feel that his love is going somewhere else and it's not towards her, she starts to disrespect him. So I think it's important that we continue to practice these things in our lives and be aware of these things. In Proverbs chapter 31, verse, verse starting verse 12, again, he asks the question, an excellent wife, who can find her? That's a really good question. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. And she does him good and no harm all the days of her life. And so we read about this. Again, we've mentioned it several times, this notable character of this woman in Proverbs 31. But in verse 11, it says that her husband has full confidence in her 
because he trusts in her. He, he puts confidence and he has confidence in her. He trusts in her. Did you know that trust is part of in- intimacy? And when trust is broken, there's usually a breakdown in intimacy. Uh, there's a breakdown in being vulnerable t- towards one another. Uh, trust, and, and when trust is violated, trust is broken, it, there's a healing for it to be mended again. And it can be done, but it, it, it's just a, it's a bad thing when we break that trust. But there's, because it breaks every other area, and it affects intimacy between us. And so it has a lot to do with uh, our trust towards one another. But the Bible says that this kind of woman, a virtuous woman, or a woman that builds her house wise, this kind of woman is, her husband has full confidence in her because he trusts her. Um, he trusts her with a lot of things. He trusts just, and that could be a lot of things, emotionally, physical things. He trusts her. And there's intimacy there when there's more trust. And I believe that she, she also, what it means to be a lover is that she learns, not learns, but she just lives uh, selflessly. She just lives uh, thinking about other people. That, that's what, uh, you know, really a great lover is in the Bible. Someone, a woman who just lives unselfishly. She just completely thinking about others and, and serving others and meeting other people's needs, especially her children, her family. She loves and serves her family and she knows her husband's needs. She's willing to meet those needs. She's able to meet those needs. I mean, those are the things that really help uh, her be that lover when she can meet the needs of others. She feels really satisfied and complete. And so this is what the Bible talks about. And a woman really has a way of attaching herself to, to someone in a stronger way maybe than a man, uh, maybe even quicker, but and sometimes to a fault because her desire to love and to be loved. And that's just something the Lord put in. And, and so as we, we walk together in the ways of the Lord, she can be fulfilled and feel satisfied and fulfilled because we're, we're seeing her as she is, who she is, and really loving her uh, for who she is. And I think that it, it's so important that that attachment has to be to the right people. We know that. But when she attaches herself to a man who loves her and accepts her and values her, it's a powerful thing. It's a strong thing. And it lasts for generations. It impacts their children. It goes all the way down to their, to their children and affects their children. And so really um, something I wanted to bring out as I'm winding down here is that the husband and the wife, both the husband and the wife were created to multiply together. That's part of being a lover, man and a woman, and the intimacy that God's called us to. uh, We're called to multiply together. There's one of the first commands, and it's a blessing on that command. But can I just bring this out, that we're called to multiply together, not have multiple lovers. At the same time, we're not called to have multiple lovers at the same time. We're called to give ourselves to one person who we're married to, our husband, our wife. That's what makes it so powerful. Does it make, you're not a great lover if you have multiple lovers or multiple people in your life that you're loving and multiple things that you're loving. That's not a great level. lover. It's when you really concentrate on one person, giving yourself wholeheartedly to them. That's what it means to be a great lover. See, because God didn't intend, I believe, women to, to be loose and to become like a used piece of furniture. I, I don't believe that God intended a woman to be a power-hungry independent. I believe that God intended her to be a woman of wisdom. He intended her to be a woman of dignity and respect, walking beside her husband. That's what it means as we go back and we uh, repeat that, that verse there in Proverbs 14. It says, a wise woman builds her home. It's a wife that brings honor, a wife that brings glory to God in her marriage. 
Can you imagine when we walk in God's commandments, God's ways, we bring honor to him? I mean, that, that makes him happy. When the Bible says in the very beginning, God looked down and, it's, and it pleased him. He was happy. He said, this is good. He said, no, this is very good. And so we want to do it God's way. It's that same honor, same glory goes back to God, not just to him, but in our marriage. And so it's so important that when we walk according to God's word and when a woman builds her home, she brings honor and glory to God and her marriage. And, and, and as the Bible teaches, when, when, when she respects her husband and is comfortable in her role, there's honor and there's glory that goes to the Lord. But also, at the same time, uh, she can bring dishonor and shame. As the Bible says here, the, Proverbs 14, that a wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Uh, you know, nobody else tears it down. The Bible says she'll tear it down. She can also bring dishonor and shame to God in her marriage uh, when she doesn't respect the one God gave her, when she doesn't love him wholeheartedly and completely. And so I know people are out there saying, well, you just don't know my husband. He's just a, uh, he's a piece of work. He's really hard to love. Well, start loving God. Start worshiping God. And God will give you the grace to love that guy. And uh, really, so as we talk about, she's a helper, she's a defender, she's a builder, she's a lover. It's really what happens is, is that her work ethic, her integrity, her mission are all reflections of Jesus and his love. And that's what's so amazing about the roles that God called us into. Glory goes back to God. I mean, it, he, gets the, he gets the credit. And, and then when he gets the credit, he blesses it. And when we give it back to God, he blesses it. And, and there's just that ongoing cycle of God's blessing in our lives when we walk in our roles in marriage. And in closing, let me just encourage you before I pray. A marriage cannot work, cannot work until we understand and accept our roles that God has for us. It just can't. And in order for a husband to step into his role and walk in his role and strength and dignity and honor and a woman to do that as a wife, in order to do that, we've got to submit to God first. And I think that's sometimes that God really deals with us when we talk about this. not the information that I gave. It's somehow the feeling that when we hear God's word about marriage, there's a feeling that, Lord, you're dealing with me on a subject. You're dealing with an issue. Maybe I haven't surrendered to you. I maybe haven't submitted to your word in this area. And so it's affecting my marriage. It's affecting my, my love for my spouse. It's affecting my children. And so when we, when we surrender to that, when we turn to the Lord and we say, God, I want to please you. I want to do what you've told me to do. There's just something that God hears that. God answers it. God helps us. And uh, one of the things we realize is that because of the curse, really in the garden, we see that the temptation that comes on us as husbands and wives, comes on us as spouses, is, is kind of just to be passive or to be dominant in this role. But that's not what God has. Through Jesus Christ, when we get born again, we, when we embrace Jesus as our Savior, we discover that the strength of love and the strength of respect in a marriage and the roles that God's called us to, it's good. It's good. God never leads us to abuse. He never leads us to brokenness. And God wouldn't do that. So God wouldn't tell us anything that would lead us to brokenness or abuse. He's going to lead us to things that lead to freedom and health and wholeness. And that's what salvation means. And so today, as we hear these mess this message about the roles of a, a husband or roles of a wife, yeah, there's so many of the things that could be said. But, you know, ultimately God wants to teach us his word about this. In Ephesians chapter 5, where it all began, we started talking about the roles of marriage. Um, 
And we're going to share out of it again next week. But Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. I've said this after every series. We've said this every Sunday. We've said this in the last few weeks. It says this. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because that's the key right there. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Get in love with God again. Uh, get, get in your prayer room again. Get, just talk to God. And get in God's word and worship the Lord. Fall in love with Jesus Christ in such a strong way, in a passionate way. And he's going to lead you to that place and teach you that place. Because the Holy Spirit was in the very beginning. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit was brooding over the face of the earth before man was created. When man was created, the Bible says the Holy Spirit was there. The Spirit of God was there. And so where does the Spirit of God lead us? He leads us into the roles of a marriage, the success of a marriage, the blessings of a marriage. So as we are filled with the Holy Ghost, He's going to lead us into that place of having a successful marriage, a successful uh, life. And so as we're going to hear about next week, we can raise successful children. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for today. And I bless all the marriages. I bless all of the marriages. And some are listening today and saying, my marriage is struggling. I'm struggling. Uh, I don't know where my marriage is at. I, and may, some may think it's pretty good, but Lord, it needs to be very good. I pray over those marriages that need help today, Lord. I, I ask you as the rescuer, as the savior, as the wonder worker, Lord, I pray that you would reach down and work in hearts today. Do a work in a husband. Do a work in a wife. That, Lord, they can know days of heaven upon earth, that their marriage can be healthy, Lord, and it can be, as you said in the very beginning, very good. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to bless our homes. Let them be examples in our culture today, in our neighborhoods, in our families. Lord, let them be the shining beacon of light, Lord, that others can see and and find God through our marriages and find God through our homes and, and the way we live our lives. We're not trying to be better than anybody else, Lord. Uh, we just want to be Christians. We just want to be who you called us to be and walk in the role that you called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for joining us.